<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. I sent my mom uh, gummies and she's been enjoying them. That's nice. I can't, I just can't do edibles, period. Really? Just, just like, just... I, I'm not great with edibles, but recently because I st- like... I'm, you know, intermittent fasting. So at eight o'clock, I, you know, I don't have anything else to drink if I'm out. But if I have a little gummy pre, you know, going out, I'm like flying high all night. Try it again. <laughs> and I, I literally, I have like a quarter of like a six to four, six part CBD, four part THC. Yeah. And I, then I like the devil started talking to me, you know? <laughs> oh, that's no good. <laughs> That is no good. Just, Throw it in reverse and get the fuck out of there. Jesus Christ. Does it just so make it you nuts? It's a small amount. I just get, it it's sure like, I get so in my head and it's like, I can, fe- I can feel every bone and every muscle yeah, dude, I can, in yeah. my body. I what? Yeah. I can feel too my much. toenails growing. Like See, it's, yeah. I it's love, I feel like I it's like, like my heartbeat, like weed so versus alcohol because like I can't, like alcohol to me is... Ooh, it's it's like you know my my whole body's filled with spider ghosts. Mm. It's just, you know just trying to crawl out. You know, like any like are there specific alcohols that make you feel all, this? All alcohol towards a certain point is just no bueno for me. Yeah, I have to be really. But Careful. weed, and I, you know, if no powders, no pills. If it comes from the earth, it's good, man. <laughs> I had a weight mare the other night. You had a oh my god! I love oh, calling it him a weight weight mare. Fully back in on the weight mare. I had a straight fucking weight mare, and what I would it? I would like wake up and be like, Ugh, and shake, and then be like, take a drink of water, and then I like went back to sleep and went right fucking back into the weight god mare. Damn it! Have Spell I told you words. that I I will intermittently cry for no reason around seven eight o'clock at night i'll just feel very emotional but like a happy like when and the, it's when the restaurant rush comes because i know that because i'm not at a restaurant oh, is that weird no that, yeah i mean it's, it's not, like a it's like a euphoric sort of like i can't believe i'm not asking so many <laughs> I eat the food. I eat the I food. I ask for the drinks. <laughs> hey guys, welcome to Side Work. I'm Andrea Wallace. I'm Jesus Christ. All right, mom. Uh, I'm Brooke Van Poplin, uh, one of your hosts. <laughs> I'm Kyle June Williams. 
me, Jocelyn Hughes. Like, don't judge the way I introduce myself. I don't judge any of you. I can't stop looking at Joss's gorgeous blonde mane. It's like, oh my god, thank you. It's like honeysuckle. It's really, it's. The girl who does my hair is a true angel, I, and she camps. She's kind of oh the coolest, my baddest bitch God, around. she's your bestie, dude. She rules. Yeah, it is. It's just like a bronze. It, it looks really vibrant. It just makes you oh, look thanks. like tan and fresh. And well, I'm mm, the tannest mm. I've ever been since I was probably 16 and laid out in the sun for a living. My mom told me that June and July in Florida was the hottest month on two months july on record the since the 1950s i thought july was just the hottest month like on record in general period. yeah well you know my mom gets her um all of her news from like yahoo.com so <laughs> it can't really Change be trusted <laughs> and i'm not i'm not playing a foil i'm not saying this as a foil to like like absolutely we're destroying the earth 100 but the farmer's almanac is so fucking interesting to look up and it'll be like and actually no in like 1901 it was actually the hottest year on record for whatever reason and you or should like memorize that April. and then like drop that knowledge at a dinner party and look real cool and Brooke. look <laughs> yeah is the, is the word cool for that <laughs> dropping a farmer's almanac um, actually on, according to the farmer's almanac oh my god who invited this girl god. <laughs> well i'm looking it up on thesaurus.com right now and i do think there are some alternative words you could use <laughs> i'm big into adjectives high past the salad <laughs> Hey guys, it's time for some server submitted stories. All right. This is from at Parker Francis underscore adventures. So I work at a super busy bar and grill in Sedona, Arizona. Holy shit. It's so hot there. Energy vortexes. Side side note. I did hear that in Arizona when it's really hot over the summer, they put a a baking sheet out on their car and you can bake cookies in the sun. Oh yeah. Bake eggs, pizza, the whole thing. Oh my gosh. That's just like a weird, like extra effort to prove something where you're just like, I'll show you son. Or like, (laughs) it is really hot. I've got this thing of cookies to prove it <laughs> Go ahead, please. okay so in sedona arizona it's mostly burgers and steaks so this old couple comes in and i get them drinks and the lady asks me for a sample of the coleslaw oh god you know to make sure she likes it so i drop off a sample i can't this is too much this is i having palpita- palpitations um And I tell her I will return to see if she liked it more than I would do. So after a minute, after like a minute, I walk back and I ask how she liked it. I shit you not. She held it in her mouth, then proceeded to spit it on my fucking shoes (gasps) and says, that's the worst coleslaw I've ever had. I nearly lost my job. Luckily for this old bitch, I have to pay rent. So I smile and walk away to the kitchen and freak out. I go back to the table after a few minutes, and she had the audacity to ask where I ran away to. People get really fucking weird about coleslaw. I mean, but to hold it in your mouth, mouth. Kyle, for as the queen of creamy delights. Yeah. And How do you like your coleslaw? I mean, I don't. I don't get me wrong. I either like the cabbage very fine, sure, or I like it like in you know neat little squares. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't like it. Can't be too watery. Mm-hmm. Um, when I did fall in a vat of coleslaw, though, 
uh, it ruined coleslaw for me. So yes. it's That's not so something I, I crave very much anymore. Yeah, I'm not a freak about it. I, I don't need it too much. But people really like it. They I mean, get real weird about I it. I like it so- on sandwiches. Yes, on a pulled pork. Like a Rachel, which is the like more feminine ver- version of a Reuben. Um, you instead what? of sauerkraut, you use coleslaw. Whoa, oh, dude! Whoa! I, I thought you were talking about it. Rachel, the drink at Coffee Bean. Yeah, oh, I went, right, my right, brain, right, my right, brain right. went. Uh, friends, uh, Does right away. The sandwich also have a beautiful honey gold shag like Rachel. <laughs> Does it come with wigs for sandwiches? Oh boy! I just want to say to Parker Francis, you're a saint. You have more resilience in your body than I do, and. I would have smacked that old bitch. I think I, I think I would have been like, you dropped something, pick it up. Oh god. Pick it up with Ooh, your kiss mouth. my feet, bitch. <laughs> Lick it off my shoe. No, but no, I that do it's say not this forever. from the yeah. I, I would just forever. be afraid of like spitting coleslaw in a place where the veil between the living and the dead is so thin. Right? <laughs> Sedona, you never know who can what can come back to haunt you, literally. Jeez. An alien took that lady away. Oh yeah, God. she got sucked into a coleslaw vortex. <laughs> All right, this is at Chelbler 26. Hey guys, I've been a server at a dive bar restaurant in a small town in southern Minnesota for over three years now. I just finished listening to episode 31 about waste in restaurants, and I had to share my story. So she says, I've seen tons of waste while serving from forgotten doggy bags, which we all hate, uh, to people who are so hungry and order three apps and two burgers only to eat one cheese curd and three wings and not want to take the rest home. The worst ever, though, was a Saturday night when we got a call in for a huge to-go order that ended up totaling over $300. She says, most meals are around $10 for reference. Our kitchen is really small, only two fryers and one oven kind of thing. So it backed up the kitchen... So it backed up the kitchen and rose our wait times. When they had called the order in, we let them know it'd be about 40 minutes for it to be ready. An hour passes, they still hadn't come to get it. So we call. Oh yeah, yeah, we'll be there in 10. Still no one. Hour and a half passes. Still no one, and now they aren't answering. All this is happening while their food is taking up what little little window space is available. We finally give up that they may be coming and move the food out of the window when someone new answers the phone and says that they didn't order anything. Mm. We would find out an hour later that it was a prank call. Oh, no. Damn kids. Devil children. That's crazy. That's so rude. Here we are with enough food to feed around 30 people and nothing to do with it. Trying to make the best of the situation, I asked one of the owners who's there drinking and pissed that he lost all his money if we could call a shelter and ask if they would like it or call the police station or the local hospital whose EMTs nice. right, come in frequently to get food to go late at night. His, was, his response was to look at me like an idiot and say no and then storm off mumbling something about lost money. That sounds like an owner. Okay. I'm not sure if there are laws against donating food, but to me, it would have been at least worth asking. Not only did we waste all that food, some cooks and servers were able to grab a few things to take home before the owner came and threw it all away. Mm. But we wasted all the to-go packages 
and the uh, packets of ketchup and boxes and plastic bags that the food was put in. I love your guys' podcast and how conscious you are regarding the environment. Hopefully Minnesota can ban straws soon. Stop wasting food, save the environment, and teach your kids not to be assholes. Chelsea. Um, Chelsea, I love you. Chelsea. Points with Joss. Points with Joss. Chelsea, you're my favorite. There is, I don't know if it's a law, but there is something. So why restaurants don't want to give, I mean, I don't, this guy just sounds like the scum of the earth, but they don't want to get sued. Because if you give food away and and like somebody gets sick or something like that, they can turn around and sue that. It's just it's so stupid. It, I, it's so it's it's not true. It's so dumb. I, I'm not saying it's I don't even it, th- this is also something I've just been told because I've, you know, had instances where I'm like, we're going to throw all of this away. This is crazy. Guys. You've been tweeting at us. We got your tweet. Wait, um, I have a song for this. Okay, great. <laughs> Thanks for tweeting. <laughs> Let's call this Sweet a tweet. By the look on your faces, you're not impressed. Well, maybe Kyle is. I'm impressed. I'm tweet. 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 Show it. What do you right? want me to Isn't look that- like? I want you to look like I'm really cool, Andrea. And hey, Haley Kay. Huge PSA. If your server asks if you are ready to order, that does not mean we should probably make her stand at the table for five minutes while we try and figure it out. I've got shit to do. Oh, it's Edward Podcast. Hashtag server life. Fucking right, man. I mean, like your server has allotted some time for you, but not the whole like... Oh, I can't even. I can't even. I try not to be that person too, though. I'm I just say old and just weird, another though. minute. I mean, or so many just times. have some fucking manners and say, "I'm so sorry. We need some more time." Be yeah. honest about where you're at. Yeah, I'm always like more time. Not like well, just a minute. If there's an ounce of hesitation at my table, I say we need a few more minutes. Totally. Ugh. All right, this one's from at Midwest Nice Blog. There's a special place in heaven for customers from a large party who share their cake with staff. Even more so when said staff is on double. Share your cake. I mean, just, cake. just in life. Share your cake, share guys. Cake. Jocelyn can't eat cake, so that rings a little hollow to her. <laughs> she, I mean, she can. Oh. She can eat it if she wants to. She just... I just will be in pain for yeah. three days. Well, no, we'll just be a big meat cake. Oh, yeah, we'll make you a meat cake. Let's make her. We can do some lard frosting. Anyone, anyone listening there with a big meat bakery? Oh, we need one cake. Stay up. Uh, call Cutting? Sweeney. <laughs> you guys, and this, the people who've listened to this podcast in the beginning, you've seen an evolution of me not only quitting drinking, but quitting sugar. And those are two of my favorite things in the world are drinks wow. and sugar. At Alex underscore Audrey. Current slash former servers. How do you resist the urge to try to take over when you go to a restaurant and can tell your server is weeded? At Cyber Podcast, hashtag server life. <laughs> Bro, all the time. Like, can I, I just help you uh, refill you, these sodas at these tables? I'm sorry, or? how many of you like stack your plates at your table Every when you're finished? Yeah. At bars where yeah. I, I bring up all the bring, all the glasses and the glassware from mm-hmm. all the tables. Listen, if we all helped a little, it would help a lot. So this week, you guys, we are chatting about the job that is being a cater waiter, catering, banquet halls, working a wedding. Nameless, faceless drones. 
<laughs> it is kind of true. I really feel like, you know, I was doing research and like the uniform hasn't really changed much when it comes to being a caterer. And it's As a very a current cater waiter. No, it has not. Yes. It's all black. So or sometimes it's like the like the white shirt, the black slacks, maybe like the bow tie, the tie. I think it's just because you're just supposed to be like a faceless penguin, like holding bruschetta. <laughs> like, where's yeah. well, give me more bruschetta, penguin? Why don't you have a face? You know. Yeah. Can I? Can I? Uh, my main concern with this topic. <laughs> yeah. How come some of the hors d'oeuvres are like bomb as hell? You get like a little like, ooh, this is like an ahi crisper thing, and you're like, this is delicious. Bring it over. And then it's like some bullshit bruschetta. We're like, why do you keep coming and bothering me? Leave my family alone. <laughs> like, why is no, it such? But, but that's because you go back to the kitchen with your tray, and they're like, why didn't you pass them all out? No, no. What I'm they saying, they don't though, want them. Bigger picture. What I'm saying is you why mean the menu is, planner yes why is it so like uneven I in terms because, of what's good and i bad guarantee because available. they're different price points and they're bundled as such so the bruschetta probably costs like less than like an arancini would which are the better ones but they want you to be full with less expensive things so i assume yeah. that's kind of where it's coming but it becomes prep. a horror movie where you're just like being chased down the by the bruschetta guy and you're like oh god avoid the bruschetta guy don't look him in the eye <laughs> oh my god and they back. all take cover piece of bread take they cover all, and it's like you have to balance that tray and napkins and it's always like that is really and hard everybody, by the way. and then i love it when it's on a skewer yeah and then somebody eats it and then they're looking at you like open your mouth so i can put the my used skewer in it because <laughs> yeah, i have i, I have nowhere to go like how many black cocktails napkins can I collect at these parties so I feel like catering is it's almost like a game show it's like a survival game show because it's like you go to a place and you bring everything from a restaurant to a place and you make a restaurant it's like can these 20 assholes (laughs) build a restaurant in the middle of a field well some of the exactly and that's the other thing is like you know you've got like your event spaces your very typical like wedding venues, but the places that huge events are being catered at now could be like a fucking barge in the middle of a river, could be the middle of a field, places that don't have running water, places that do not have electricity. And so you, and you're not only a waiter, you're not only a server when you do catering. No. You set everything up. Yep. You're a busser. Yeah, a lot of hard labor involved. You do a lot of hard labor. And you, from the time you get there to the time you leave. And you don't have friends. Yeah, it is weird. Whoa. It's no, like, it's no, it's true. like camp. Hey, it's like that, camp. Was that you just show a blanket up? statement about us right then? Or, <laughs> you guys are my friends. That was, Kyle, that felt personal. Look, I just really come mean. here and do what I do. Guys, I'm sorry. Mean. You know how talking about waitressing makes me feel. You know what I hate most about, because you know, like you were saying, you have to bring everything. The goddamn um, trash can covers. They are... Describe, please. So nowadays, like, because even your trash cans have to be pretty. Sure. They will bring trash cans. Yeah, and they've they've got um, elastic and you have to, like, cover them. But it's always like you're so busy, you forget the trash can covers. And you use those for ice buckets, too, a lot of the time. And the amount of times I've, I've gotten it all set up. And then somebody will come around and be like, you need an I need a, And you have to take everything out yeah, that is to cover better, your trash. That is a very weird thing that like we all attend these parties at catered events where it's like everything's covered in shitty fabric. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it's a chair. Does it need to wear a dress? It like does. why? The table has a dress. The ice has a dress. The garbage can has a dress. Oh, it is linen 
nightmare linen city. Oh, linen. And, and like, God forbid you grab the wrong like, right size plastic stack of like size linens oh and you need the rounds. On those hangers. You grab the rectangles. Talk about recycling. Just, oh, yeah. vey. Everything's fucking wrapped in plastic when it, it is for catered events. Like it plates really, are wrapped oh, in plastic. Silverware is wrapped in plastic. All the food comes wrapped in plastic. Like, yeah. it's a lot. Let's like get into it and like getting hired from a catering company oh. is, is strange like unto itself. You have I to mean, meet some rando at a coffee shop. And like, or go to like a weird or an office, middle that looks of nowhere, like a, a abandoned. Yeah. It looks like an escape room. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's and, also like you could work for a restaurant that has a catering side. Yeah, which is different. Or you could work for a hotel that does catering. Yeah. So there's different ways to do it, but like a specific catering company is very strange. Have you guys ever tr- had been through training? When I was in New York, um, me like because it. it catering pays pretty well for the hour and you know like the flexibility mm-hmm. is really so Cipriani do you guys remember Cipriani mm-hmm. they had all those like crazy halls in New York um my friend Stacy and I uh applied you know and we got the jobs and then they were like it's a two-day training course Oy. so for two days Eight hours each wearing Western business attire. I was like literally like you had to come like in. They were like no jeans, no T-shirts. Did you wear a bolo tie? Um, No, I I wore like I had like high. I I wore like high water pants with like socks. Mm. I was like, maybe they'll look like long pants. I don't know. I was a little not put together in college. And um, we you, you had to hold these. They're called parabolas. And they're these isn't huge like a- ceramic uh, um, paraphala. Paraphala? I was say, isn't I was parabola? Say, that's a math term. Yeah, isn't that like a yeah, geometric? I think it's called yeah. parafala. <laughs> it's like and it's like, uh, I'm looking I'm it up. A word up. Uh, it's like a huge ceramic bowl and they would put uh, raw potatoes in and you'd have to like, you'd have to lean, you have to, they would show you how to like lean in in between tables so that you would never disrupt a guest and you have to be like, excuse me, sir, hot plate. And then watch Whoa. you as it was so intense. Our faces are That's, dumb. Did the last right man now. standing like win a prize? I mean, there was like there was like a hundred of us in this hall, and it was like like it was like seminars. It like and the guy who was running it had a really thick accent, and he it was all about the Bellinis because they're really famous <laughs> for like peach Bellinis, and so they would make us hold. Um, trays and see how many they could put on it. And if you if you drop the tray with plastic glasses, you weren't allowed to be a Bellini holder. And he kept calling. He was like, "Bellini, you banned. the bicep pizza." That's what he would call. Like it was so. Long story short, we were so stressed out because it was like such a nightmare training we ended up going to rare for lunch because it was the only thing in midtown we could find which was is a very expensive hamburger place bull spent 50 dollars, came back finished it i never worked a cipriani event (laughs) i did two fucking full days of training never worked one that's a lot but i think that's got to happen a lot like especially when you're like you made you pay for the dinner jacket $75 $75 a dinner jacket. for a white dinner jacket. Oh, you didn't have to bullshit. clean on your own. I like, I like lost that's my mind. That's some like Manhattan elite level yeah. shit. I've, I'm more Midwestern I'm, catering yeah. shit. Like you, that oh. was for people who, uh, who can like call, like who have a direct line to the president. I oh, mean, yeah. there, are, <laughs> there are very different levels of yes. catering from very high end private dinners to like, Second to like a Midwest wedding to like, but then there's like 
events where there's like 25 fucking hundred people like show up at these events and everybody wants to eat right then. And no one knows where to go. Crazy is that even if it's 200 people at a wedding, everybody fucking wants everything at the same time. So it is this like balance. It's this dance of like, how do we get all this food at one time? And I think we're all kind of like probably thinking there are is good food, but like when you think catered, when you think like a catered wedding, it's like you're like the food's gonna be like, eh, Meh, you know, yeah, it's like warm, it's like okay, it's not dazzling, you know. Yeah, it's very rare to have like some incredible meal at a wedding. Working weddings, man. Yeah, weddings are rough. Or like when they make the waiters surround one episode. table at a time and everybody list. pulls the top off the plate thing. You know. What oh I'm God. That's fucking crazy. I didn't even think about that where you have to like reveal the food. Yeah. (laughs) Synchronized deplating or whatever. Or your like chicken cordon bleu or your beef wellington. Well, and it's like a grab bag of people. So you, it's it's not people, sometimes it's people that you work with regularly, but but often it's not. Nobody has like a team vibe. No, and here in Los Angeles, they are all actors just you know like uh, literally passing around their headshots it makes it's makes me want to die it i mean i i worked the wonder woman um like opening party Mm -hmm. in and they they set up this crazy tent in a parking lot next behind like right off hollywood boulevard so first of all we had to park so far away because there was no parking in a lot and they would have to shuttle us over Ooh, it was like to so there. you couldn't get out like you couldn't leave you were stuck in there and every single person <laughs> in catered were like flaring. i really want hope that um i get to work this event i'm just i'm so glad that i get to work this event um you know it's just it's always good to just be seen it's like, good to be seen i think wonder woman will be there right and they're looking for more wonderful women you know to like live the director's gonna walk up all as a caterer yeah You're like you just like Pass the fucking food out. Don't open it. Yeah. Like the director is going to walk up to your chicken milanese and say, my God, you just served that so brilliantly. Would you like to be my next film? I, what was your motivation behind the way you said chicken milanese just then? <laughs> I so feel like you really to, lived in that world. Oh, so fun God. to crush Move actors. over, gal. We got a new Wonder Woman in town. I mean, and I love too that it's like, <sighs> no one wants to know your name. They're going to point I, at you and be like, hey, Arancini, right, over here. Like, right. my name's Arancini for And the like, night. God forbid it's a themed party where you're, you literally have to like dress like a clown or in a costume. Oh my God. Um, or if it's a circus theme, you might get put on a food station where you're making fucking cotton candy all night for people. Because that's also part of being a cater waiter is like you man food stations. Oh yeah. I, um, I got a invite to do a party recently and they were like, um, space attire will be provided. And I was like, Uh oh, "Oh, well declined. You weren't even curious, Kyle. <laughs> I want to attend that as a an eater, normal person. Yeah, everybody, every person is. wants to attend as a normal person. Yeah, no one wants to be on the other side of it's the black so tablecloth. Taking no hors d'oeuvres off trays. I'm having um, I'm definitely having like panic uh, and anxiety about like napkin folding right now too, oh, because yeah. depending on the event, like it would be like you don't know your swan yeah. or whatever. I'd be like, no one taught me. I don't know. I know how to do a triple fold. It's a whole different level. Uh, also, you have to polish glasses oh. depending on like the level of and those racks, those fucking racks of glasses, stacking, stacking and, and making carrying, sure that they're hidden. 
Yeah. Oh God, we don't know. What, what, if, uh, what if people see where the glasses are coming? You better from? skirt those tables so you can hide those dish racks. Um, which also, but then. Not only that, depending on like where you're at, you basically, you put dirty dishes back in the racks at the end of the night or yeah. you scrape yeah. the plates and you take all the dirty shit home. I was going to say when there is not a functioning kitchen or a <sighs> sink dishwashing station, that is the grossest Whoa. is just loading a van yeah. filled with nasty stuff, nasty shit, and then unpacking it and like. Yeah, if you want to get like a up. taste, if you've never been a caterer and you want to get a taste, watch Hell's Kitchen. When Gordon Ramsay has the two teams, they always have an episode where they like drive to the middle of a like a field or on top of a mountain, and they've got to f- f- feed like, like fire fifty firefighters in in two <laughs> hours. So you like they build a kitchen outside, or they have the kitchen outside, and they have to like figure out their menu, and they have to get it all temp to temperature, and they have to fi- everything they're is like, like a panic like, disaster. That's how it is in real life. Does anyone know how to make electricity? And they're like, who's good at electricity? You burn the steak. You're the, fired. You're like, Jesus Christ. And why? then if you need like some comic relief, below. you can watch Party Down because. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yes. God, that show was such therapy for me. Two two things popped to mind. I'll tell one right now. I And here's just as I just think anyone with an, you know, with an acting headshot can pretty much get a catering job oh, around yeah. town here in L.A. Because I went to some sort of premiere for those who can't. Like, this is a couple years ago when I first moved here. And it was catered. And uh, I took Jason Sines as my date. And we walked up to the bar that had just opened. And I swear to God, I couldn't get enough of this guy. I think I told you about him. I feel like not only did he know, like, I was like, uh, Jack and Coke. And he was like, Jack and Coke. <laughs> okay. And was like looking around behind him like, alrighty, what's what? And then we took it a step further. Because then I was like, then he was looking around like, what do drinks go in? And like could not figure out how to like, like, like he, like not only did he not know how to bartend, I also made up a backstory that he wasn't sure what ice was or a glass and was just oh sort of like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is offensive because I think being a bartender at a catered event is like, oh. that's where you want to be. You yeah, should yeah, be yeah. killing it up there. It's pretty and fun. I was getting people schnockered. I was yeah. a bartender at Mardi Gras World in New Orleans, um, which is where they keep, it's like a huge, uh, it's a huge building, like a warehouse where they keep all the floats for Mardi Gras. Oh, yeah. And they throw all these huge corporate events. It kind of looks like Disney World from the inside. So it's then, actually like, you really can, all cool. the floats are there and then they have parties. That's yes. so fun. Yes, but I was a bartender and it was like, oh my God. I had uh, somebody threw up on me one time. A <laughs> uh, guest, this girl, I, she was passed out in the bathroom oh. and I tried to help her up and she threw up all over me, which wow. was awesome because I got sent home. <laughs> Because they would like couldn't find clothes for me to change into. Yeah, but being a bartender, uh, I mean, it was also just like I made so many hurricanes. Oh my god, I would just be, I would come home be, and my hands would be bright red and I would be sticky. Oh wowzers! But hurricanes. like being a bartender for catering, it's, 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 it's how you much make better. more money than just your hourly. People, people will tip. I also say like I always bring ones in my if I'm going to a wedding or anything because you don't know if you can tip. I mean now they don't really mm-hmm. let them as much, but I always bring money. Me too. Let me just tell you something. If you're listening, you can always tip. You can always you can tip. Always. Always you can tip. ask even if you're, yeah. there's no bucket. You can ask, but I promise you, most of the time, ninety nine percent of the time. 
they're going to take the money and they need yeah. it. Like sometimes I know for sure there were events where they were like, you cannot put out tip jars. Do not let people tip. Mm-hmm. But there would still be a, a piece of money thrown down when you weren't looking. Yeah. You're like, well, it's here. Yeah. I yeah. put it right in my pocket. Yeah. It's that, a really nice that's, thing when that's you think where my about tip jar is. how much free shit you're now, getting. I would also say, and I've done this before, if I don't have any smaller bills and I know I'm going to be going to the bar all night, I just like slide a 20 across the bar and I'm like, I'll be here all night. Take care of and me. Then, like, oh you my know. God, that's so suave. Mm-hmm. It's smart too. Suave. I think it's better than like being like, here's another dollar. I here's another dollar. I just John. think just like, get to the point. Like, Andrea, I'll be with I, you all night. You know? That is an erotic gesture. Thank you. Yeah, I am... I like that a lot. I like it too. I feel inspired to uh, be slicker. Yeah. I just haven't been invited to and any also, fancy events recently. For catering. So, uh, <laughs> I was like, hmm. If you slip somebody a 20, best believe you're going to be the first one I come to when the good hors d'oeuvres come out. Totally. Or yeah. you're going to, or I will have, I'll make you two drinks instead of one. Ooh. Here's the thing. Like we were talking about, like you, we get invited to these parties. Everything's free. Everything's catered to us because we're a guest. God, I love Yet, it. There are so still all those a-holes out there that will fucking complain about all the free shit that they've got oh my God. and how it's not good enough for them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's always there's always an asshole. Or, or like even if you're getting a free drink at the bar, they're like, could you give me a little more? Come on. Oh. You're like, it's free oh and you can God. walk back up here in two minutes. I'm being watched on camera by people. Like there are supervisors here that my... My livelihood is depending on. But no, 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 sir. You need another splash of rum. Sir or madam, uh, I'm not a bar owner. This is a table with a dress on it that I'm standing behind <laughs> for the night. Okay, I don't call the shots. No, this table's not my date. It's a table wearing a skirt. No, not like a lady's skirt. Like a like a skirt, like a tablecloth. I'd say the hardest thing for me as a bartender in catered events was when people were demanding shots because like, Ugh. you know, time would pass. They'd eat. They'd start dancing. The music would get louder. They'd get more drunk. And then the shot demands begin. Mm. And shots are very, at least in my experience, were very rarely allowed Ugh. because... It's usually a company party or like someone's paying a lot of money for this. Obviously, shots are just straight booze. There's no mixers. You're like ruining some, you're like just straight getting drunk at that point. But people would get so mad. Well, can then I just get it with ice then? If you're not going to pour us a shot, can I get four whiskeys on ice? I also also worked a catering company here in Beverly Hills Hmm. where... um, it, oh God, it was, I worked so many bar mitzvahs and children wanted shots of milk, just like mom and dad. I, so, uh, so I think I've told like, you guys this. Like, you're not just have a bunch of milk on stock at a catered event. And then you right? have to, yeah. And you have to go to the bar because it's just like, gotta make the kids happy because their parents are paying for it. I mean, just the amount of. Like telling a child yes is just something I never want to do. It is a weird position to be a waiter waiting on kids that are ordering things. But I do have a side story. My niece, who is now 12 and a true angel, um, when she was four and in preschool, the teachers pulled my brother and sister-in-law aside and said, you know, when we serve snack time, um, Madison is raising her juice box to cheers everyone. And, and we just we just wanted to flag that because it's inappropriate. It's like, hell yeah, Madison, you cheers your little ass off. That is a way to behave. Oh. That is a huge Cheers. Oh I mean, God. I would just say, and just know that your caterer is like, everybody's making an hourly wage. Yes. 
Like nobody's like there might be a little gratuity, which is divvied up one way. But for the most part, that's all built in to pay your caterer or your cater waiter an hourly wage. And if it's on a major holiday, you get time and a half or double. Oh, that's fancy. Yes. But and yeah, that we are also doing hard labor to set and break down to set oh, up and break down. It's a down. lot so, of work. So it is a lot of work. So when you like I said before, if you feel like tipping, get that five out, slap it down, live or your life and be patient. Yeah. Be patient. It's all free. Just wait. It's all free. It's, it's a big production. Yeah, let's talk about how hard it is to uh, carry a big tray of hot water to put into a chafing dish and then light sternos underneath it before <sighs> the food comes the smell out. smell of a sterno. So sterno uh, is a chemical, like a, this jellish kind of blue chemical that comes in these little things that you put under hot items and it's, it just burns. It's it just burns. a chemical that burns. It's like napalm. And you it's, light it on fire, but sometimes if you blow it out, it jumps because it's like a jelly. It, it yes. gets like loose and it'll jump and just be a flaming <laughs> nightmare bomb coming at you. It's terrifying. Imagine hair gel on fire. <laughs> but to keep the dishes warm, they have sternos or underneath jello. that boils water and then the food is on top in those trays. That's, that's why this they keep it warm. Chafing yeah. dish. Tricks to the chafing. Train. Why? Why does it share a name with what happens to my thighs in the summer? Well, you guys, thank you so much for doing the interview. Uh, we've been trying to do this forever. Andrew and I would like to welcome Grant Pruitt and Caitlin McGowan. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, guys. Nice to meet you finally. Nice thank to meet you for you. having we us. We did it. So, backstory. I'll set it up, and then we'll get into your um, your background. And, again, you don't have to name names, but I uh, where you work. But I assume, you know, you're there and you like it. But if you want to talk any shit, then we'll just omit Love saying it. what it is. Great. Here for it. Either way. <laughs> they can't prove anything. You know what I'm saying? They can't prove that it was you. Um, so I went into a local eatery, let's call it that, probably back in like February or March. And is I think this is, I, I came saddled up to the bar. I was with Nano uh, at the time and we were kind of, he was on an apology tour with me. I think <laughs> this when he was ready to finally apologize for being such an ass in Hawaii. And uh, we were drinking our faces off. And then I think I was having a lovely time uh, chit-chatting with Caitlin and then Grant and I looked at each other and we were like why do we know one another this is really freaking weird it's and really then surreal. Yeah. yeah and then we were both like hamburger Oh God. Hamburger? <laughs> Maybe hamburger? Freaking New York City. New York City, baby. Oh. Uh, so I used to host a show called Hack My Life on True TV, and Grant came and did a segment on the TV show with us where we made him do the worst thing ever. The you most wanna... nerve-wracking experience of my life. I had to... <laughs> so we went to the Shake Shack, the original Shake Shack, and I had to go into line and jump line and see if I can get away with it. We were trying Ooh. different methods for like getting away, get away with cutting lines in New York City. Is that why you That's have that hilarious. big scar on your face now? Yeah, yeah. So when you mess with the when, wrong people. When people do love you their expect burgers. to regain use of your left leg? It's, it's, just a, it's a waiting game at this point. It's the reason right. I came for the West Coast. I just needed this to get away. This was back before Shake Shack was everywhere. And yeah. 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 Very exclusive. It was. Long line you had to stand in. Yeah, so very like, long line. I pretended to be a foreign, yep. and I only had one word, and I just said hamburger. Ham oh, my Ham God. <laughs> and you kept you kept trying to jump up the line looking at everyone. You were so... It was real. We... Kevin and I were 
dying laughing at it because he's like, oh, a hamburger, and then would just step in front of three people. <laughs> yeah, how'd it go? How far did you get? It and worked. Saying, like, yes, hamburger. It worked. And then everyone was just laughing, kind of going like, all right, I guess this asshole just is lost and he wants a hamburger. No one just wants <laughs> to deal with it. Except there was one guy that was like, I was like, hamburger? He goes, yeah, hamburger's here, but the line's back there. Oh! So you two bartend and uh, serve together at a place that I really, really enjoy going. A little bit of a restaurant group. Got a few different spots you can hop around to. A couple of east side spaces. Actually, yeah. One somewhere else I won't mention. Great great employment. Really awesome owners. (laughs) (laughs) We're just going right into it. Where are you from? Uh, Kansas City, Missouri. I am in the middle of the country. Missouri side, not the Kansas side. Yeah. Very important distinction there. Yes. People feel that way. Kansas City Royals hat, which we commented on. Yes. The Royals are very, very dear to me, even though they suck. They did great a few years ago, and that's what matters. That's all that matters. After 26 years, they won again, and now it'll be another 26 years until they're good again. (laughs) Where are you from, Caitlin? I am from Studio City, 818, baby. Oh, we got an 818. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny because every time I'm bartending, I have this random habit where I'll I'll say y'all and I'll call people hun and I have no idea where it came from. <laughs> and people will be like, oh, like you're from, from the South, somewhere in the Midwest. I'm like, no, I'm from here. And they like, just don't believe me. And it becomes a 20 minute conversation <laughs> about how I'm like just pretending to be an LA native or whatever. But yeah, 818. 818. She comes from, uh, she comes from the real Kentucky side of the 818 oh, area sure. code. Oh, sure. Yeah. I don't know what the that South even means. Part. South, Something South like Studio that. City. Southern eight one eight. I want to ask before I get into your current uh, job and working situation. Where did you start? When did you get into the service industry? And how many years in do you think you're all in, Grant? Mm, well, that's a loaded question. So <laughs> I started at California Pizza Kitchen on C- the P- Plaza. Represent. Yeah, that made me zero dollars. <laughs> like Why? People, What's that all about? Just. People are just, it was on the plaza, which okay. is like this kind of like, hey, let's go be, let's shop, and then we'll get food afterwards. And and so it was mm. always tourists, and they always wanted something specific. And like it was always like the people that were like, hey, do you have Mr. Pibb? And you're oh. like, no, we have Dr. Pepper. And they're like, get your goddamn purse. We're getting the fuck out of here. Like, it was those Weird. people. I feel like it's always the other way around. Mr. Pibb people are very specific. I don't trust them. Yeah, I don't either. Well, which is good. I'm glad they left, but I just hated it. But yeah, then I went to a brunch spot, and then I went into grad school and then I went to New York and then I went to a few places there and then I worked at this awesome place called Joe Allen in New okay. York and okay. it was like a Broadway house and I loved that place okay so this is uh this is in, in like the Times Square Theater District yes okay, like, yeah okay. like 8th Avenue kind of area mm-hmm. but had a blast worked there for many years why was it great what did you like about it the Joe Allen okay. this lovely older gentleman mm-hmm. really like took care of his employees mm-hmm. he paid you in cash he Gave you like timed off like leave plus pay if you wanted it. Oh you, wow! You could take your sick leave every year. So like it just it was old school. Yeah. And I I don't new places here don't really have that feel. What but. kind? Of, what what was it like? What do you guys serve? Meatloaf, chicken, <sighs> man, lobster rolls, just the good stuff. Their chicken was so good. And you probably got people who like actually not tourists. Scene. You got like locals more, right? A lot of locals, people that have been living there their entire lives. And another thing that I'll go into later on is shift food. Yeah. They they let us order off the menu. Anything uh, we wanted. Whoa. So we'd order early on and then they make us a bunch of food from the menu at late night too. So wow. you ate twice. Yum, I love it. That is two I'm, lobster rolls, one shift. Boom. Please. <laughs> so let's start with you, Caitlin. Uh, when when and where did you start and about how many years in do you think? I've been 
six years, I'm going to be entering my seventh. I did it immediately upon graduating mm-hmm. college at 21 years old. Um, I graduated with a degree in theater and was like, well, fuck, like what, <laughs> yeah. what am I qualified to do? It's and, a degree in waitressing yeah, right much. out of the school. Yep. And I moved back to LA. I also went to college in uh, New York and I started being a bus girl at the counter in the 818. I will okay. say I'm calling it out right now for all you hamburger lovers, <laughs> a theme of this episode, I guess. Yep. Um, And while I was there, of course, making no money, and I just kind of had this moment where I'm like, I have no idea how to bartend. I don't know shit about alcohol, but I'm going to go to bartending school. Good girl. I went to the North Hollywood Institute on like Burbank and Coldwater signs for that when I get off on the Burbank exit off the 170. It's incredible. (laughs) It's like such a slice out of some. It's the guy who was running it at the time. I guess his claim to fame was he used to be one of the main uh, bartenders at Studio 54 back in the day. Okay. Okay. You know, showing us the works. And um, I didn't even finish. I moved back to New York and I started dating my partner who was older than me. And he had some ins at a couple bars. And he's like, you're going to fucking fake this. You're going to figure it out. You're going to lie. And you're going to start bartending. And so I lied and got my first bartending gig at 21. And just figured it out. And so I've been bartending the whole time. I did... A little dive bar in Bushwick. I worked at the Stand Ooh. Comedy Club, which Wait. was amazing. Nice. Hold on. Is yeah. that where we know each other from even further back? I used to perform at the Stand. Did you seriously? What yeah. year? Like, you know, what not- time? God, well, I left here. I left um, late 2015, and I was performing there probably from 2012 to 2015. Dude, I was working there 2014, 2015. What? I was like one of the main bartenders yeah, upstairs. Yeah, upstairs, yep. It was a really, really fantastic group of like young people that mm-hmm. were running the club and it was a good time. Oh, and you guys, you made us all feel like whereas sometimes the booking aspect of it could be really gruff and make you feel unappreciated. When you got there, the staff laughed, was friendly, remember, remembered your name. And I love hearing I that. wasn't even a regular and I really en- I enjoyed it until I think the owners started getting political with some of the local, like sure. comedy shit in general and everyone was like, screw you guys. I have to say like I going. honestly really removed myself from that part mm-hmm. of it because a well, lot why of the would you staff, have to be involved you know sure but a lot of the staff there, like it was definitely like they were pursuing comedy specifically and i'm just i'm very dramatic actress so yes you are these yes. comedians would be like what do you do i'm like i'm not funny i just want to cry on television and, they're like, <laughs> and so i don't know i kind of stayed away from it but that was my last gig there came here worked at a very um highfalutin place in Beverly Hills for a bit. And then I've been at my current spot with Grant. I've been there. I'm entering my fourth year. Wow. This September. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Senior year. Yeah, truly. Right? Honestly, it feels like it. Senioritis. <laughs> really? Senioritis, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> she like quits in two months. <laughs> Seriously, bye. Don't, uh, not gonna get I got a degree. car. No, no, no. <laughs> I got a car and a license. I'm out of here. I'm well, leaving. But yeah, four places, seven years, or entering my seventh. So. Wow. Yeah. So could we backtrack real quick because I'm really curious about the bartending school North Hollywood. So yeah. I know you didn't uh, I know you didn't go all the way through it, but can because I'm like, how much does that cost? Maybe I'd yeah, fucking do it I for shits and giggles. Too. You yeah. wanna know what? It's yeah. four hundred dollars for the whole thing and you can what? make that back depending on where you work in a night. Like yeah. and that was my rationale behind it. And like if I just get good at this and I did there have I mean there were shifts at like multiple places that I mentioned where I've made way more than that in a night. It pays for itself. You honestly can't. It really depends on how much time you put into it. Like they'll right. do, they do different um, classes. Like they'll do like a tiki class or they'll do yes. like a highball class. They'll do like a speed pour class or um, just, or cream classes. That one was weird because it's not sure. real alcohol and it's just right. like milk dyed 
pink or some shit that right. you're like mixing behind this fake bar. Um, gross. Yeah, it's gross. But um, yeah, I thought that, uh, and it's like a whole cast of characters of people that are in this oh. class too. <laughs> I can't. I would imagine. Yeah. I would take we, a tiki class. I'll, I'll go. I'll take a, yeah. What Should I, I was take thinking a tiki though, class? Why not? is that like, because the evolution of cocktails, right? Mm-hmm. In the past decade, I, I guess I would say. I feel like has far surpassed a lot of the bartending school uh, graphics and advertising <laughs> that I have seen. Like, are they keeping up with the times? Like, <laughs> oh no, are, is it? Is it? I have a feeling like they had to go to school to then like teach like the new stuff. Like those guys. In what bartending school does the the bartending school people go to? Right, um, or is he just like, well, here's a. Here's a fucking Cape Cod. Right. (laughs) Most popular drink in America. Uh, Rob Roy. Uh, Straight up. (laughs) They have them on there and the Rusty Nail and the Al Pacino and whatever else. The Harvey Wallbanger. It's just a pile of cocaine. That's what (laughs) (laughs) I'm That's Scarface, right? A Scarface. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. Um, So that brings you guys to a place in which now you've both been employed for a bit. uh, Both bartending. Mm -hmm. Do you ever hit the floor? Just asking real quick, or do you guys live behind your little gilded box? Grant, I feel like you can comment on this. <laughs> I, I recently, uh, <laughs> I recently had to pick up a bunch of floor shifts uh-huh. because I went out of town for a couple weeks, and I just I. <laughs> you don't look yeah. okay. I mean, it's it's fine. I don't mind it because I, once I you have that bartender mentality, I <sighs> take that on the floor and I don't give a fuck. Yes. So if someone like like. Does the whole like no? I'm gonna talk to you like you're my server and my servant now. I throw back no. I'm I'm actually a bartender. What do you want? <laughs> and then they like get all quiet for a second. They go oh, uh, 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 I'm like okay. I'll come back in a minute then. Yeah, jackass. Anyway, so I I didn't like it. And they're the the establishment we work at. The daytime people that come there are a lot worse than the nighttime people. Mm-hmm. I think. Because they're all business people that are having meetings. Yeah. A lot of Hollywood. A lot of uh, the tie over the shoulder while they scarf yeah. down pizza. Uh, yes. I'm already hating them. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I fun. hate that. We also occasionally, we do have to take over the floor because, no offense, but the servers at our place are kind of little bitches sometimes. <laughs> they are a little fucking bitches. And they want to, they wanna, like, get out of there and scram when it's like we're about to start our later... It- cheaper yeah, part yeah. of our evening even, even the gm like i've gotten in multiple fights with him because he's like we're gonna cut the servers and you guys just take the rest of the tables and i go that's I, I, okay f- okay first off fuck that but that's fine you can do whatever you want you're the gm and then i'm like you know that the servers have a fucking golden ticket right and yeah. he, leaned, he leaned over and goes yes okay i know that they have a golden <laughs> ticket i get that but will you please just take the tables so i can get the service out of here and i'm like because oh they're little babies because they've only worked three hours and they can't handle themselves yeah, it's like okay <laughs> get the fuck out of here then wow yeah. well i do know i i was looking around the room uh, one night at some servers, and I, I recognize someone as one of my least favorite uh, instructors at a, at a fitness class too. So, anyways, sure, not doing great sure. in life in general. Sure, yeah, no, it's a, uh, it's I'm a, sure. we have a little war, I think, like an unspoken war with the servers, mm. right. and they like essentially their only responsibility for like their side work is to polish, polish glassware. glassware. That's all they have to do at the end of their night, and they'll just be sitting there on their phones, being like. Well, why don't you do it? You're the ones that make the drinks. We're like, you have one job. You have, you have one, one job. You've got one job to do. That's their only <laughs> side work they have to do. And like folding fucking napkins. Who the fuck cares? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> 
Truly, I'm sorry. No, I'm already doing it. I'm wanted. Wanted yourselves a rack of glasses and like do one, and then everybody do a rack of glasses, and then everybody wins, and nobody's fucking mad at each other, and then yeah. there won't be a war between <laughs> the bar yeah. and the. Floor. I draw lines. I literally draw. If you cross this line, I will hate you for the rest of the night. Oh my! Mm-hmm. It's on. You baby. feel this way though, yeah, Grant? Oh, like, absolutely. The unspoken war. Yeah, when but they come back in the your bar, way up to feeling this way, right? Is how you feel? Right? Yes. Yes. Well, yeah. I I started as a server, so. Like I see both sides, but now I don't. <laughs> you know, so like now I know that the servers are a bunch of little pieces of shit that are so lazy. Like, and what I was saying that's about them not though. caring. Yes, they're so lazy they're here. Bad. I miss. That's why I miss the East Coast because people like even if you took didn't like care about your job, you worked hard because you knew at the end of the night you're gonna get four hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah. I mean, Midwest same right. thing. Like I was in Chicago for years and like. We all busted our asses and like cared about it, you know? Yeah. The crazy thing about that too is what California is one of the only states where you actually make fucking minimum wage on That's top of your tips too. Right. It's like, we got it Very good. good yeah. point. You still yeah. get a paycheck even though it's not that much. But <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's something, it's something, right? It's yeah. more yeah. than like $2 an hour. Right? I will say the point of having to bartend and cover the floor is hard fucking work. It's also. not easy. There's someone who's had to do it. I feel like it's two different mindsets completely mm-hmm. and we have explored ad nauseum uh, there's a complete power shift when you're the bartender. We're lucky if you wait on us where, when you are the server, everyone's like, snap, 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 get over here. You mule, you know, I listen, I love that as a bartender. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not, not, not dogging on it, but it's also weird to me that you treat someone that handles your food worse than you treat someone that handles your right. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. No, people aren't thinking worse to your food. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Like much. And I've seen people do much worse to your food. Right. Like drop a steak on the ground and just pick it back up and look at me going (laughs) and put it back on the plate and then send it on out. And of course, I'm not going to tell them. Right. No way. God, I love that so much. I think there's something to be said, too, about like having the physical bar in between you and the customer. There's some type of power in that versus like if you are on the floor and you're kind of naked and vulnerable, just hovering over their bodies. It's like I feel exposed or like a judge. Yeah. Like. Yeah, when you're behind that bar. You're up in your, like a preacher or a judge, you're just up in your little pulpit. You need a little gavel. Right. You do need a little service gavel. But to the opposite uh, point, though, like when you are behind that bar, like you can't walk away. No. You're stuck back there. So yeah. if you got some creep talking to you, like you can only like turn around and pretend to like fuss with nothing however many true. times until your radius like, you have is to talk to him. So much smaller. Yeah. 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 At the place in Joe Allen where I worked, you were like, it was such a small box back there that... You were stuck back there for eight hours. So, like, back when I smoked, talk about the best cigarette of your life. Uh, After eight hours of being stuck behind that bar, you'd have that shot of tequila, and you go outside and just... (laughs) Oh, God. I I miss that. To this day, I miss that feeling of just, like... I need this so badly right now. Plus, bartending bruises are different than any any other kind of bruises. Like where you get them, like on the rail, on your shins, right. on your scratches yeah. on your arms. Here, <laughs> I'm having this issue recently where I'm noticing that like not just my wrist cramping up, but like what is this area of my body? Is that my forearm? What is That's that? Forearm. Yeah, my forearms just getting random cramps throughout the day, and it's like 100 percent just from living this life and. I had not yeah, anticipated it's from, that. It's from the, it's yeah. from, yeah. Yeah. Well, Flipping my, the bottle. My fiance loves my triceps right here. And she's like, I'm so jealous. You don't even work out. I'm like, well, I bartend. Right. Bar- there's a lot this of lifting. I bartend right here. That's all I do. Uh-huh. And we're our own bar backs at our mm. current space as well. Mm-hmm. That is something to be noted. So, well, uh, first off, I'm glad we are because we wouldn't make any money if we, if we Correct. had a bar back. 
Yes. Got it. So are there it's always it. two of you on at this place? Are you always most working of, in teams? Most of the time. If it's slow, one of us can leave early. And in some nights, like Monday, Sunday, Sunday Monday, yeah. it's just one bartender and a bar back. But now it's just a bar- bartender. No, there isn't even a bar back. It's just right. one bartender on those nights. I'm like, praise you, because I'm too scared to do that. I know. I know there's going to be nights where you're going to get your ass handed to you. Yeah. Which at the end of the day, it's like it's one night. Like, maybe right. you get out a couple hours later and make some more money. But I just have this, like, thing in my head that would sound off if I got in that kind of stress alone, I think. It's nice to have a teammate. And I think that Gran and I make pretty good teammates on the rare times oh, that we work that's why, you're, that's why you're sitting here. Yeah. yeah Tension up. Hell yeah. So there are like, there's a particular server. <laughs> oh my God, okay. do I know about this? Yeah, but no, this is, but you know, yes, you know this because it happens every time this person works, but they like will pretend that they haven't tried any of the wines. Oh my God. And so <laughs> literally every wine I pour, this person will be like, oh, let me, uh, I'm a little taste of that. And I'm like, sure. Yeah. You can get another taste of this. You tasted it yesterday and the day before, but it's still the same Cabernet. It's not changed <laughs> since yesterday, but he will. Oh, God, I, made, I said no, he. No, we're good. They. We're good. They, I actually thought you were talking they. about someone else. Working my pronouns. They, they, uh, it, it's, they must have, they must have three glasses of wine by the end of the night. Wow. Mm-hmm. But there's always one of them, right? Yeah. I'd say we got about four. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. We do. There's a lot of them that like that wine. I feel like, I don't know if I'm going to, I'm going to just go here. Sometimes okay. when the boss comes in, people go, dad's here. Like, oh. that's the nickname. I've, have you heard that one? Yeah. Yeah. He's a Daddy. bad dad, though. Bad dad. Got bad some, dad. They bad must Daddy. have some dad issues. Yeah. It's always fun, dad. too, like, when the word spreads to the whole restaurant. Like, it's like a telephone game where, like, one person says it, and then it just flows through, and then everybody's at attention. And then you see it go to the back of house, too, and they're all like, oh, like, looking over them. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like little prairie dogs. Oh, yeah. shit. It's like, a, like when a reviewer comes in. I, I waited on a, a reviewer. Ooh, there. That's stressful. Actually, I'm, you guys are giving me great ap- episode topic ideas. Sorry, keep talking. No, yeah. T- um, I forget what it was for. LA, I don't know. It was a food critic. But okay. the new chef knew them. And he came up to me. He was like, just so you know, they're critics. And I'm like, okay, cool. Okay. And you were waiting on them? We had, we'd started taking tables by that point, I guess. No, they sat at the bar. Oh, cool. Because they were like, you know, cool critics. Cool. Yeah. Yelp is awful. You, the worst. You would be just so surprised at how much power these dum-dums think they wield oh, yeah. with the power of, of words online. And it's it sucks because we'll... we'll get into it in another episode but it makes restaurant owners cave and crumble and throw all their staff under the bus if someone's going to write something rude and detrimental this is why again i love joe allen because we had no substitutions you could not you couldn't change a single thing on the menu even if you're famous now here's the thing i love this woman she's very nice but she would always ask to do something and i would always tell her no and she would always throw a fit but it'd be something like can you just like cut up an avocado or a tomato and i'm like no sorry we can't do that for you it's for you. But I, but that was the best part. The Saying no to people was just because it put gave power to us. Isn't again. that power incredible when someone's but like she came back every time, all the time. Right, because she liked the punishment. She did. She, she was, liked hearing no. She did <laughs> now. Wonderful. She liked being told what to do. Say it again. No. Yeah. Wow, this is this is making I've me horny. S- people never say this to me. Yeah, I've got so many. There there was. I'll tell one more. I apologize. Uh, Glenn Close came in. And uh, she asked for no bun. I'll have the rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, old movie references. She she asked for a burger no bun, and the server uh, forgot to write down burger no bun. 
and it came out on the bun. And she just did this. It's kind of a visual, but okay. I'll try to make it better. You can take she, a photo if you want to be really exaggerated. She, she just like looked up at the very end, but she goes, <clears throat> I said no bun. <laughs> and just stared right at the server into her soul. And she screamed and ran away. That's wow. Whoa. the power of when close the power kills you. Uh, I said no bun. <laughs> but you guys make really nice cocktails. Well, thank you. We do have a good bar team for the most part, I think. I think so, too. Yeah. I mean, we all have our quirks that, like, drive us crazy. And then, like, two of us will get to be there, get together and be like, do you know what this other person does when I work with them? Like, can you believe it? And they're like, Ooh, me, too. Like, I think time. we all do can you, that. Can you explain? Without... Uh, I mean, sure. sure. Like, just certain people that I think, like, get really lost in, like, talking to someone for mm. a really long time. And you're like, I need you. Right. Where, where where art thou? Please yes. come join me over here in yeah. making these drinks or whatever it is. Or you do all the work, and then they're just sitting over there with regulars promoting themselves. Ah. Which I totally get. That's fine. Never time and place. Time and place, though. Or, like, leaving things a certain place that is always not a place for you to leave things like glass and plates. Yes. I think I have a reputation for being kind of messy sometimes. I'd rather, I, no, listen, this is why we work <laughs> well together because yeah. I don't mind messy because it's going to get cleaned up. Exactly. But there are places for that messy. And it's not that like hazardous first, mess. No, yeah. It's, it's making drinks mess, which is fine because you're making a drink. With Thank like you. juices and herbs and citrus going everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Muddle a... things and shake things. Yeah. yeah. Things. Slap things. You know, we, we, we slap an herb. We, we burn slap things. herbs. We burn, we burn herbs, slap herbs. <laughs> We're mixologists, you guys. <laughs> we are. God, I hate that word. But I hate yeah. that word. <laughs> are you a mixologist? Did you go to school for this? Just what do you want? Yes. Actually, the answer is yes. Yeah, but yeah. I did not graduate. Uh, I'm you. a dropout. Cum laude. Um, <laughs> That's cool that you did that, though. I, I'm, I, I never, I never did that. I, I did trial by fire. I learned through just getting slapped in the face. Good for you, though. I mean, like, I feel like I cheated, even though... No, that's no. the smart move. You made the smart move. You just Now you, that I know it's, like, not a waste of your time and money, I'm a little more like, oh, okay. Yeah. I just assumed it was a thing that cost, like, $5,000, and then, like, it's just... It's like a dying art, or I don't know. That's mm-hmm. the right way to put it. It's a scam. Maybe that's a better way to put it. Well, <laughs> I wouldn't go into a job interview putting that on a resume because they'll probably laugh at me and tear up my resume. But yeah. I, I, it's something that I think is pretty cool. And I think it's one of the smartest things I've ever done. It like propelled me into totally. making like the best money I can within this industry, like at a young age. And so. gave you confidence. And that's what matters. Totally. Right? Totally. Yeah. Which I like, have I felt what that feeling feels like in so long? <laughs> you know what I mean? But no, that's, like, that's true though. The confidence thing, because I've been in the industry for a long time since I was like 16 and I didn't have the confidence to be a bartender until I was 27. Oh really? I'm hoping so. to get the it's confidence true. around age 41. Uh, <laughs> that's what being a bartender is all about. I think is your, is that air of confidence, which, you know, you can be a little bit of a shit, when you have it, but mm-hmm. I mean, that's the job. That is, you want to yeah. be that cool person. I was never a turd that was like, get the fuck off my bar. I was 
at the very beginning of it for a few years before now, I feel like, do you guys just like break all your fancy crystal, like mixing glasses and shit all the time? Like it's so precious and from an antique store. There's like a phantom breaker. Yeah. Like someone ah. on the team breaks one every so often and doesn't cop uh, up doesn't, to it. And, it doesn't, and it's not like you're going to get in trouble. No. Just no. tell us who did it. And then it's, it's just missing or do you have to go to Because we need to know to get another one. Right. Yeah. And then no one tells us ever. It's like that happened like three months ago, right? Someone yeah. broke so the funny. second one. And I'm truly shocked that we still have the other one. And I'm just waiting for the day where we come in and there's like an oops, sorry. And you don't know who wrote the post-it with the broken glass right there. Because <laughs> right. they yeah. cut out they cut out magazine letters and paste it on there. Yeah, so right. you can't trace handwriting. <laughs> oh, my, my favorite one was this, was, this is so random, but I... But someone, the daytime server, bartender, they do both, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. they're always back behind the bar. And they kept taking all the pens out of the jar and taking them with them. Ooh, so I wrote no. a note. I'm not usually this passive, but I never see them. So I just wrote a note on the pen jar and said, please stop taking the pens. <laughs> and someone fucking wrote underneath there, like, get over yourself. <gasps> And I fucking lost my shit. So every shift for the next two months, I took all those motherfucking pens home at the end oh of the night God. every goddamn time. Because fuck that person. And I know exactly who that was. I don't. Ooh, oh, drama. I know who it was. I love this. <laughs> what are you doing with all those pens at home? You need them for the job, weirdo. I'm starting yeah. to wonder if I do this. Like secretly at the end of the night, just have like pockets. I don't know. You don't. You don't do it. I know who does it. I think a lot of... um. Uh, People that come into restaurants think that the restaurants provide pens for us, but very rarely do they do that. Exactly. No, there's so much of your own materials that you have to go out and purchase. You need your your waiter starting kit, you know, your little, got to go get your wine key. You got to go get your own apron sometimes. Like, it all depends. And you're like, where? That's interesting, too, to go to, like, a waiter surplus sort of store or, like, these kitchens. That'd be interesting to talk about, too. I tell you what you should do is get one of those tiny trackers and I was gonna put say them on those pens and see where they end see up. They end up. <laughs> it's always it's an investment of your or, time and or kind money. of treat it like a treat it like a gas station bathroom key and put it like on a huge piece of wood with a little <laughs> yeah. key chain. Yeah, chain. <laughs> uh, there, there is a server at, at uh, the other place I work at, and she buys those little baby pens that are like that big, and that's how she gets she away because no one no will, one no one wants those. <laughs> or you could have like what if you had like a bank pen at every table and like yeah. every three seats at the bar that's I just love stuck that. there <laughs> yeah to just connect it to a little bit yeah. yeah nothing more existentially I sad i kind of fucking love that i know but i love when you do go to the bank and just everything snapped off that little chain and you're like i hate humanity <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah i chase i chase tables out and asking for the pen back do you really all the time what are pet peeves of customers and it may be advice you can give. Because we have people who are non-servers who listen to this and are like right. gl- gleaning advice and trying to be better customers. I love that. Yeah. Grant, you want to start? <laughs> okay. Yeah. How not to piss off Grant. This might not be life advice. No, no, no. But so like, as in like something that I am annoyed with. with pet peeves as a bartender, things, but it can be specific to you too. It's, it's fine because mm-hmm. you are a bartender. I mean. Well, I think being polite in general mm-hmm. is just a good thing to do mm-hmm. because we're all humans too and even though we might be servers it doesn't make us lower class at all no nope. um but don't snap please don't snap Ooh, baby that's mm-hmm. a big no-no or you, will, or you will snap or i will snap <laughs> oh I, I put them in timeout if they snap they're in 10 minute timeout I love this. 
What else? What else? I don't know. What else? Did... I have pet peeves that like are really irrational and like I don't even want to say because I feel like you gotta. I you have like, to. I don't know. By the time you've had your fifth taste of wine, I'm like, pick a fucking wine. Yeah. Honestly, I'm sorry, especially if it's happy hour wine. Like I get it if you're investing in like a what ten plus dollar glass of wine but like if it's seven fucking dollars you don't need four tastes of all the different happy hour wines you just take it it's happy hour yeah Yeah. i've I've heard you bitch about this i know is that is that irrational no it's it's totally 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 fine here's a tip if you are splitting your bill half cash rest on card and the person who is putting down cash is accounting for their portion of the tip when you put the rest on the card, you need to account for the whole bill yep. as your tip. Does this make sense? Yes. It's hard to explain. No. You got to include all parties' tips if they've included their tip in the cash. Mm. I get Does that it. make sense? Yeah. Here's a tip if you find yourself making homemade jam or preserves, <laughs> I've done it. Yes, I've done it. Too. And I've never done it. Your preserves or jam or jam is not thickening like you thought it would. You can put for every eight ounces a teaspoon of chia seeds in the jam, and it thickens it. It thickens it. I thought you were gonna say pee pee. Nope, not pee pee. Chia seeds. I made a a what would I call it? I made a apricot cement. Uh, uh, apricot cement I forgot like I needed pectin I didn't cook it down the right way or something it just turned into an in impenetrable impenetrable is that a word all right we did it okay (laughs) impenetrable force fortress of uh apricot that turned into a jelly uh, a very hard, yeah. I just winged it. I was like, this "Is how you make jam?" And I cooked it down with sugar. And then it's I was not like, "That hard?" Yeah, it's, it's, it's a, really it's, not. It's just sugar and fruit. Yeah, we have that. We have a big old batch of fig jam at the house now. Yeah, if you want to like seal it and like put it on a shelf somewhere, then that's a little more complicated. Because then you have to like boil your jars and then seal yeah. your jars. It's a whole day. Of, uh, that's where I went wrong. Canning, folks. I was like, okay, I put it in a jar and then it went. Yeah. Anyways, okay. Boil a jar. (laughs) I'm so lost. Hey guys, fun news about Sidework Podcast. You can now listen to us exclusively on the Himalaya app and anywhere else you're already streaming your podcast. But if you listen to us on Himalaya, which is a free app you can go find in your app store and listen to everything else you already normally listen to, we start to get paid, which helps us continue to bring you fun content Plus, we're going to start doing bonus content for people who want to pay a little extra for live streaming videos, special episodes, maybe some tickets to some live shows we're going to start doing for servers only. All right. You guys are the best. Thanks again for listening and check out Himalaya.